if one of the biggest players in the media game is about to probably most likely and we are full guessing this is a swag a sophisticated wild a guess but with a little common sense because we're common scented folks um yeah go ahead and start and mm-hmm. says well should i should i do a podcast yes if you have the bandwidth yes if you don't have the bandwidth, yes. No, because I, I want to dive. I want to go there. I want to rabbit. I want to rabbit. Providing you have something valuable to say. Let's put it that way. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to the Video Simplified podcast. This is part two of a conversation I'm having with my buddy and brother, content extraordinaire, Doc Rock where we're talking about YouTube podcast, the first half. If you haven't checked that out, make sure you do so. We talked about just the creator mindset and some of the uh, deals and things that comes back of, honestly, the longevity of staying in the podcast game, as well as being a creator as a whole. This week, we're diving more into the YouTube podcast side of the conversation. So let's go ahead and dive right into this week's episode. I think a lot of people ask them questions like, will YouTube stick to doing this will they care like because i've seen and i talked about this on the social media marketing show where the tab when you're especially on mobile when you go there you'll see it based up or, or listed based on your interests and so yeah. the priority there is things that are first of all uh, it'll be the all tab then it'll be the new to you everything else following after that is based on categorizing your interests to get you to stay on platform longer by better curating the content in a way that's segmented on your specific interest based on your behavior on the platform. It's because of this that I saw that the tabs on mine specifically, because I've been watching it, whether somebody had a dedicated podcast, it was just a playlist on their YouTube, regular YouTube channel, whatever. I didn't care. I just, if I vibe with that creator, or I vibe with that kind of information, you got a video podcast, whatever, YouTube is my go-to platform. It makes sense for me to, to, to do that. If I'm driving, I can switch to audio only mode or keep it rolling if I want to. You sit in the parking lot. Like it's, it, it's the best of both worlds for me. But I saw this go from oh. position number six or seven on the tabs to position two or three. YouTube does not make small decisions in that way. Like they are, no, even if they, they ditch something, not. Like people are talking about like Google Hangouts. Well, they just going to do this the same way they did Google Hangouts. Mm, I don't think so. See, it's funny how people say that mess about Google Hangouts. Google Hangouts did a lot for them. Mm-hmm. You know what Google Hangouts? See, let me back up. Who said that? Tell them to come and see on the doc so I can go ahead and put a size 12 Adidas you okay. know, in the split. <laughs> um, you know what I am today? People look at me, people at home listen to me. I'm a live streamer. I live stream six days a week. Mm-hmm. You know where live streaming was skunk worked? Google Hangouts. For many of y'all. You many know what I'm saying? Yes. Google Hangouts is now YouTube Live, player. Like Recently. it is what it is. Recently. So 
live YouTube live is 2014, but not really like really hard push 2017. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, that was part of the experiment that was building the test that was getting the W nine Kodak down. That was getting the audio correct. That was understanding the service, how much server load that's called research player. You know, like yeah. everybody don't know, like, why, why does this man come to the golf course and have four buckets of balls every day? Because he's trying to get on the PGA. You did not go into the golf course every day to hit four buckets of balls for no reason. That's 400 shots. Right. Unless you go to the cheap golf course, they give you 50 <laughs> balls for your bucket. But like at my golf course, they give you 100 balls for the bucket. So that's 400 shots. He practicing every day, night, daytime, go to work all day, come back mm -hmm. nighttime. He practicing. Next mm -hmm. thing you know, boom, everybody. I, hey, I can tell you right now, people like Michelle, you want to go to club? Nope. Going to golf course. Damn, you always at the golf course. Beach is kicking. Let's go surf. Nope. Going to the golf course. Then one day they're like, oh, Michelle, she tired. All she ever do is golf. And then one day, uh, ladies and gentlemen, stepping up to the first tee from Honolulu, Hawaii, <laughs> Michelle Wee. And then it's like. Now she's balling. Oh, Michelle, can I get your autograph? Can I take a picture? Nah, because when I was trying to play golf and y'all wanted to go to the beach, y'all was clowning. Now y'all mm -hmm. all over here trying to be my friend. So yeah. some people just do work that way. That's 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 the main thing to, to go down that rabbit hole when people would say, especially people I used to work with, not everybody. I don't, I don't want to make it seem like everybody I work with because some people are genuinely, tremendously amazing people, good sweethearts, not those people. The other jerks would just be like, oh, <laughs> they'd be like, how's your little, how's your little podcast going? How's your oh little, goodness, um, I love how's your little YouTube channel going? I remember I had like, I think it was maybe somewhere 200 to 500 subscribers, maybe. I think I was getting close to the 500 because I didn't hit 500 until November or October of 2018, I hit 500 subscribers. Cause I remember I was at grow with video live, the very first one. And like I was in the food court and it just hit like five zero zero. So I remember it very distinctly. I think it was like November, 2018. But prior to that, it was like, we were at like a, a huddle or something. And I remember standing up and people were saying something. It was like, you always on YouTube or whatever, whatever. And it's just like, I'm studying. Like I, that's what I have a journal for every day that I'm with. I'd line up playlists of content for the specific, like I was learning about cameras. I was learning about content creation. I was learning about um, copywriting. I was learning about podcasting because I started, which much, most people don't know. I had a podcast before that I dumped, which I probably shouldn't have in hindsight, but I had probably had like 200 something episodes there. And I started off with podcasts because I was afraid of the camera. Okay, after maybe six months to a year of doing that, obviously I need to do video in a way that's just more than making a video for my website, hoping to draw more traction to the website when it made sense to not be on Facebook, not only prioritize my website, but instead post to where the people actually search for the stuff. And like I had this weird kind of a, you see me on Facebook, but go to the website and that web video on the website is to YouTube. And it just like when I, I remember writing it on paper, the arrows of the direction of how confusing is it to get people to do something based on what I've set up. And it was dumb. And I said, screw Facebook, screw posting 
the videos only to the website with the intent to get them there. Why not just go to literally where most people are going anyway for that kind of content and let me learn how to create that specific content. And I remember I had like, I was super geek cause I had hit something like 200. So at this huddle, everybody was just looking like, <clears throat> like you said that out loud. They expect me to say like 2 million. And I'm just like, when you realize what the work it takes to get to 200 is <laughs> let's have yeah. a conversation. And it's like, you yeah. got that camera with you every day. You always watch me. Now, pandemic Emmy hit a little bit before then. Well, I had quit before the, uh, February 1st, 2019. Shaved my head and I wanted to grow my hair out. Hashtag dread, dreads. So <laughs> did that. And it was like a month. No, it was a month. Like I knew already I wanted to quit. I knew for a long time I wanted to quit. But you just kind of get stuck in that rut. Fast forward, May 10th. 2019 about 9 40 a.m supervisor comes out the restroom and i just like i just had i had had it up to to the ceiling to the sky yeah with everything you know and you I was had just it like, up to yeah had it up to hell yeah all the way up to hell but you know the old place up to hell they ain't going past the jawline up to hell no yeah it's and like, just like i had it i had had enough and I don't rem I remember I did a live stream. It was a Friday. It was a pay Friday. I knew by the time I was done getting and paying all my bills, I calculated I have like ninety two or ninety six dollars to my name. And that's after all the bills, done. no money, no savings, no nothing. Um, and that was the day that I quit. Fast forward a year, pandemic Emmy is starting to, you know, people you think people get fired. They had laid off people like a month or so later after I had quit and it just kept coming and coming. They had laid off people before I had quit. Oh, so now the little podcast, the little, <laughs> you know, YouTube channel. Now all these DMS come, how do you really make money on YouTube? Mm -hmm. So, and, and then be wanting the instructions. <laughs> mm. So, you know, so, so I think for those creators asking about the validity of YouTube, those questions still come. And so even yeah. more so the validity of will YouTube podcasts stick? I'd venture to say there's going to be a somebody that's similar in a similar situation. You could be listening to this podcast for all I know that is in a similar situation. You listen to this, to this is your job. You may shake my hand on stage. And one day I may shake your hand as you come off stage a couple years later, not even that many. You know what I'm saying? Like the tides change. So I think this YouTube coming for podcasts and more specifically video podcasts is going to be a reckoning to the industry. A hundred percent. That's the, the, the funny part is by the time you finish going, okay, first of all, how much work does it really take nowadays to start a podcast? No, I'm not going to say it's easy. But it is easier than ever before. True. Straight up. Right. It's simple. I it's simple. I have, the concepts are simple. Right. I have a lot of understanding about I'm not me. I'm just I'm being somebody, right? Mm -hmm. I'm being somebody. And I have a lot of information about Smash Mouth. I just said that because I said I'm somebody, and then somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me. Ain't the time to <sighs> 
Anyway, Hashtaglyrics.com. So, don't go to that website. I don't know where it takes you. <laughs> yeah, please don't. <laughs> go over and go. Be some chick named Lyric OnlyFans. Okay. Hey. Anyway, um, so I go to Anchor, not a fan, but go to one of these joints, open it up, turn it on, and then be like, this is the Smash Mouth Podcast episode one. I am Doc. Today I'm going to talk to you about one of my favorite songs. What did they really mean by the song All-Star? Let's break this down one verse at a time. This week we'll cover the first verse. Next week we'll go to the next verse. And then we'll get into some of the history, individual topics about members in the band. I hope you're going to enjoy this. Remember, you can pick this up at Spotify, Apple, Google Play, wherever podcasts get this guy. Anyway, so you go into your little five-minute history piece about that first refrain, you know, not being the sharpest tool in the shit, right? I know it's an outdated statement, but, you know, here it is, blah, blah, blah. Okay, boom, done. Upload. That's it. That yeah. I literally just did it. And I get these questions. How do you start a podcast? Should I start a podcast? And how are you going to do it? And blah, blah, blah. Like, if you want to do a simple, simple, that's it. What I just did, yeah. soup to nuts is the entire thing, right? Do mm-hmm. you want to go add your graphic and all the other stuff? Yes, you can. That's later. But it is simpler than ever. So a lot of people are going to say, should I make a podcast? Look, fam, it's already too late, but that's okay. If the best time to start a podcast was yesterday. The second best time to start is today. Okay, cool. Now we got that out the way. If one of the biggest players in the media game is about to probably most likely, and we are full guessing. This is a swag, a sophisticated, wild a guess, but with a little common sense because we're common sented folks. Um, yeah, go ahead and start mm-hmm. and says, Well, should I should I do a podcast? Yes, if you have the bandwidth, yes. If you don't have the bandwidth, yes. <laughs> no, because I, I want to dive. I want to go there. I want to rabbit. I want to rabbit. Providing you have something valuable to say. Let's put it that way. Well, I'm just saying, like, because the bandwidth conversation. Is a myth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, to some extent, I feel like that's, again, another excuse. I, I think for some oh, people it is that's valid. That's why I said yes to both. I'm like, if you do have the bandwidth, yes. And if you don't have the bandwidth, yes. Because, yes, bandwidth is a myth. But these are the words that people use. So it helps to explain it to them in their own terms. And then you can just take True. it back from it. True. <laughs> so I, yes, that's why yeah. I said it that way. I feel you. I I just feel like for those that will still be like, yeah, but to the you, you know the yeah, but is everywhere. Community, it just don't play around. Okay, so with let's it. put it this way. Let's put it this way. Uh, you are a Cardinal fan. I am a Red Sox fan. Right. Let's just say we. There's not even a real rivalry there per se. Um, but let's just say, you know, we traded the pitchers and whatever. And then one one of our teams was doing good. One of our teams was doing bad after that mm-hmm. trade. We could immediately go the, you know, player one, player two podcast where me and the family member just sit down and argue about the benefits of that trade mm-hmm. that eventually becomes in there. So what do you guys think about, you know, um, Metal World Peace, getting back into the game. Oh, we can talk about that. Oh, what do you guys think about so-and-so? All of a sudden, people who are listening will start asking you about what do you think about, right? So, for mm-hmm, instance, mm-hmm. we could be, what do you think about Brian Flores suing three NFL teams because they kind of, like, jacked him on his interview, you know, quote-unquote, not doing the Rooney Rule as is as required in the NFL. What do you think about 2022 now having no black coaches, 
when we just came from having like five. Like what's happening to the NFL? How is the NFL getting more uh, non-melanated as a coaching, you know, brotherhood goes? You know, so there's a lot. So you can trigger this. Their brother-in-laws right now, every single Saturday or Sunday on the back porch with slits in hand, having this argument. If they recorded it Mm -hmm. and put it on the internet, Mm -hmm. people would be watching it. I think the best example, and I need people to listen to the example and substitute the person with whomever you want. Because this is so on my mind, and like I'm just watching it like a Hulk. One of the biggest podcasts, which was uh, Logan Paul's podcast, Impulsive. I decided to go down the rabbit hole and I wanted to start looking into major players on YouTube that for good, bad or otherwise. Are popular and listen to their podcast content and just like start to take an objective look at it. If you knew nothing about nothing about this person other than they're very popular on YouTube, they have a large fan base, whatever, stuff like that. And just go listen. And you know what I found? It was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And 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 it has nothing to do with show, show structure or nothing. I literally was just kind of like glued to the screen watching an episode where they had their phones and the road video Mike me L with the wind furry thing on it. And they just did like this the whole time. And it was like sitting on a couch and somewhere in the house or whatever. Not no, it's not no studio setup or whatever. And they all like in coats, whatever is wherever they at. They just like this and all of them. And if somebody needs to say something and they didn't have one, they pass the phone. And that's the audio that you're hearing. So it's no plosives in that regard. And I'm just like freaking genius. And in the phone quality looking thing, one, you could tell where the, which one was a dedicated uh, probably like mirrorless or DSLO camera, probably at this point, a, a mirrorless camera. It could be a cinema camera for all I know. You can tell which one, like when they would pop that footage in, but otherwise it looked like it was footage that just like captured on smartphones. Oh, no. They, in the beginning, they did mostly everything with GoPros because they were like not really sponsored, but kind of a little bit sponsored by GoPros. So they did mm-hmm. the majority of their stuff with GoPros back in the day. That was kind of when they blew up. I mean, but you figure between the two of them, like Jake and Logan, I mean, yeah, between the two of them, they're worth like 65 milli for just being clowns on the internet. <laughs> but it goes deeper but they're, than that. They're, it goes deeper than that. I was going to say, it's very easy to say that because that's the surface, right? That's what people, right. that's what they want you to exactly. think. Exactly. They are a marketing empire. That's what they want you to think. But, you know, hey. That, I, I encourage people, like whoever it is, like because YouTube is the is the dominant and primary platform of where we are. But if your specific space is Facebook, if it's TikTok, go and really look at the person that you probably otherwise wouldn't look at and have an objective view of what are they doing. And I've been, I've watched now like at least five episodes that like we had this conversation before about, I was not in the podcast, just like privately about, the other issue with like David Dobrik and 
um, the gentleman who, you know, got his face kind of like smashed in or whatever, like because of the accident, like the whole big thing. And I went and listened to some of his podcasts, similar kind of a, a setup, if you will, whatever. But you look at from their raw versions of the podcast versus versus those where they are in the studio. And the difference is nothing. Essentially, like you get the little bit better quality. Maybe they can roll the video or something like that. But the guys are smart. Like I said, they really, really are. And when that, like, that's why I said, when people talk about bandwidth, should I become one? Like, should smaller creators do that? And granted, there is a line when you are, because you can look at even YouTube's uh, podcast that we talked about before that is called The Upload. They're just doing the audio version with a bouncing waveform at the bottom and an image, a static image. It's not changing. Um, maybe there are captions, maybe there aren't. There's always like automatic captions on YouTube videos, but there's no like serious effort. If you listen to the audio quality, obviously if you're an audio nerd, if you're a, a tech nerd or, or what have you, you may hear the difference. I heard the difference, but it it's mostly sounds like something from a space that isn't sound treated and something from a no. source that isn't that great, but it has nothing to do with the, more or less the quality of the content, maybe over time that improves or what have you. And there is a line from doing the bare minimum kind of a stuff that may not work for you versus what does work for the largest platforms. But I do think it shows what's possible. I absolutely could see those same two brother-in-laws that sit every, every Saturday on the porch talking with the phone in the hand Row video mic me me else. And for those of you who want that, I'll put a link in the show notes. But that phone set up and you have your phone sitting there and you're just on it riffing. Because I did an yeah. Instagram live. Instagram played me talking about the internet wasn't great. I pay for fantastic internet. I'm sitting in the same room of the internet. I know there was no problem. They just know I'm team YouTube and tried to play me. I digress. <laughs> People was like, this is absolute fire. This is bomb. And I'm just like, okay. And somebody asked, well, what are you using? Are, are you sure this isn't on a camera? This is on my iPhone 11. It's not even a pro. I don't think. I just think it's like the regular iPhone 11. And I'm like, you know what the difference is? The audio is decent and the lighting is great. You literally, it literally doesn't take much. And I, I think people are going to overthink this that are looking into doing a pod, they're going to look at the best version of whoever's in their space needs or industry or who they respect and think I need to do that first before I do the hand in the phone kind of a thing and iPhone or smartphone quality videos, which are stellar. You got the iPhone 13. Well, matter of fact, let's, let's segue. Doc, we went to a wonderful uh, place. We went to Albany, New York. We went out for a night on the town. Just so happens it was evening and we were coming around the corner. You just so happened to have the iPhone 13. Please tell the people about the experience. I had not really, for real, for real, as they say, FRFR, I had not really tried what it looks like to shoot cinematic video in just streetlights. Okay, mm. I was floored. I have been in video 
since cameras came in three pieces. <laughs> when I pulled that sucker up and I looked at it, I was just like floored. I was geeking out like, yo, y'all got to see this. Like people looking at me, why does it do weird? It was amazing. So we definitely are at a level where camera quality is quite amazing. Uh, external, you know, just clip a ceremonic or a road mic to the bottom of your phone and you're in business. So mm-hmm. simple. You don't really need to do that. The mics are good now, but doing that just makes it better. Right. Yeah. Excuses are getting to be a little bit harder. Like your your story, mm-hmm. uh, the muster, that's it. They ain't going to pass muster. And that's not what a D people. Please do not say pass mustard. That's a different thing. Muster is when you collect all of the parts and you count them. And then if something is missing, it does not pass muster. Okay. I just had to fix that because people are like, oh, it won't even pass mustard. What are we talking about? Hot dogs? (laughs) Uh, This this is what the quick trip wouldn't even put this on the counter. This wouldn't pass mustard. Anyway, team no ketchup, by the way. I'm from New York. (laughs) I put barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce oh, barbecue mustard. sauce is acceptable, yeah. but ketchup, no. I'm team no ketchup. I have New York. We do not put ketchup on the hot dog. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> We're going to get hate mail on this first episode. People are like, Dana, who is that fool you had on your show? Right. Doc, do you, do you know that you're the very first guest? And I think it was something like overall, and I'm talking about from the anchor days of like on the phone, um, like I think it's like I call it like she rocks her biz or something just like to call it something uh, and eventually converted it into the video simplified podcast but overall audio listings you are the very first guest of like 200 something episodes well pretty dope pretty dope that's that, hey that's crazy because yeah you have put it. in the Oh, yeah, I'm about to. Right this. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what I just thought of? We're talking about the the low friction, right? About mm-hmm. somebody making a podcast. People go back into Diana's socials and look around mid-October and you're going to see something that was done jokingly that actually had legs, right? Because it was creative. Um, Diana was in the swing set. We were at his axe throwing place in Albany, New York, Right. And there's a swing set hanging from the ceiling. So that was in the swing set, just messing around. And then our homegirl, Anna, Anna Hill, she got in the other swing set. And it was funny because Anna's feet barely touched the ground. <laughs> Diana's feet do not touch the ground. So they were just swinging back and forth. So Diana jokingly pulls out her phone to capture this glorious moment with good friends and good people. Right. It was a night to remember. Mm-hmm. She pops open her little thing and she goes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inaugural edition of the Swinging Things podcast. I am your hostess with the Moses, Miss Diana Gladney, and our guest today is Miss Anna Hill. And they were having a fun <laughs> conversation in these two swings, like it was in the South on the oak tree somewhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely hilarious. And each, because it's an Instagram reel, uh, each podcast if you will was only like a minute long but you think think, think tiktok it could have been a three-minute conversation with your friend Mm -hmm. and if you were to go out your crib right now and find a mighty oak and put two swings on there and set up a camera and some mics you could invite random people from the way to come through and have a three-minute conversation and roll them on tiktok and i guarantee you millions of people would watch it Right, because those, that's the low hanging fruit of creating a podcast. Yes, those stories. When I shared those stories, 
was some of the most viewed stories of the Albany trip that and like going to be at just because like or like so again it's like so every new person that comes and sit on the swing was a new uh, episode it's a new guest and so I had Rob on there I, I don't think I had you on the show but I know no, Anna did. I was busy making the recording of you got a friend. Exactly. <laughs> Trying to, right. Exactly. So I've had to reshare the, the week that this podcast comes. I'm going to share it on, reshare it on the story. So y'all can see what we're talking about, but so you, so, cause it was funny, bro. Right. It so it's brilliant because it's one question, like literally like one answer. And that's the show. It's enough for, like I said, just barely a minute per person. If that, and what was funny is like Rob is so tall. All he he just went like rocked from his with his feet firmly on the ground, rocked from his toe to like maybe barely his heel. And then I'm just now getting to the swing. I'm like, Rob, you gotta go with me. Otherwise, when we out of sync, it don't work. So Oh my but goodness, that was glorious. Everybody loved it because but honestly, it doesn't take much to do a podcast and I think people just gonna overthink it or they can feel ah oh, no that's good and I get it I personally when I first got started was like I don't want to just do it on my phone so I went and got the Audio Technica ATR 2100 now they have the 2100X which is USB-C one I had was just a USB micro old school and I still have that I literally let my cousin borrow it because she needed to do an interview and they asked specifically for her to, her to have great audio and for her to not have the speakers on the computer play that. She was like, I'm pretty sure you have something that I can borrow. I'm like, of course I do. I have something that will work via USB. You plug and play. You need to install no drivers, no nothing about nothing. I'll give you the stand, which costs like $9 or something on Amazon. And you'll be ready. And she still had, and I know she likes it so much. She ain't called to give it back. She ain't called to give it back. But it's a $60 microphone that sounds I would venture to say as good or up there with this sure SM7B, which both of us are speaking on. There you go. Um, back in the day, there's a great podcast. Actually, it probably still exists. I just haven't listened for a while because I got really good at the grammar. There was a thing with Mignon Fogarty called Grammar Girl. We're talking like a three, four minute podcast that came out basically every day. And all she would do is punch you through some uh, grammar, you know, some misnomers and it was, they were gorgeous. Right. And I had another friend named Sam who did like two minute at reviews. So remember when, when uh, Peter McCormick used to do his two minute Tuesday, yep. it was never two minutes. That was the funniest part about Peter's thing is it was never two minutes, but that was part of the joke, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so seriously, if you have a lot of knowledge, say about just shows on Netflix, right. You could do, a brief two minute synopsis of what's new on Netflix or whatever you're into. It could be anything. Me, it could be Japanese whiskeys, whatever. Mm. And literally just have a little two minute thing because there are people looking for something that they can listen to while evacuating their uh, lower duodenum. Um, sitting on the loo. Yeah, sitting on the loo. There you go. Um, there's a, a BBC joint called Six Minute Vocabulary. I can tell you from talking to most of y'all, y'all need to listen to that. Uh, my vocabulary allows me to whack raps logically about, you know, the centrifugal pontifications of the day's, you know, popular topics. You know, anyway, um, you know, what had happened was uh, me and the boys, we had come from this my time in the incarceration. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
<laughs> there is definitely things out there that you can do just to get your legs, if you will, right? Your sea legs, I used to call it if you're on a boat. You could do short little five minute podcasts, just, you know, get it started and mm-hmm. then build your way up. I mean, it's all practice. We talking about practice, you know? Facts. I'm saying Man, get it done. I, I think the get it done concept is literally all it's going to take. It's just a decision, honestly. That that's going to be the deciding factor. And I know there's going to be people that are wondering, like, will traditional audio podcasts still be relevant once YouTube decides to make this a thing? Because I, I think I think a lot of people that are like I've heard even a, people that are very seasoned with their podcasts say, like, for example, Pat Flynn specifically came on his YouTube channel is like, we're deciding to turn to the cameras that on. Logo song. I'm sorry. I just started to go. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I was just bobbing in my chair to the income stream song. Sorry, Pat. Sorry, Pat. Hey, you owe us hundred bucks, Pat. <laughs> hundred bucks. Yeah, show reg. Hundred bucks. I needed like a I was, I was, sound we, effect. We see Pat in like three, four weeks. We just go to roll them at the same time. Pat, Pat, what, what? Uh, you owe us hundred bucks. bucks. Why? Oh, we mentioned doing the podcast. Talks about you in the show. Hundred bucks. Pat gonna be like, y'all better get up out of here. <laughs> It's like how my name is Pat on this book, but it don't say the don't say bank account. It just don't say Hip National Bank. It's like, brother, <laughs> you can figure it out. Hi, my name is Pat yeah. Flint. <laughs> right, that would be a dope ringtone if he like oh, hacked that a little oh, bit. That'd be dope. Stubby, just money. But Pat you, you talked know, about you are still on it because Pat, you know, Pat is literally a good case scenario of just pulling a random podcast out of his. Mm-hmm. Um, Fourth point of contact. His stereo. <laughs> but he just he mentioned we're turning the, the cameras on. Um, and I think most people now, especially since 2020, if you even like a basic setup or, or what have you. I experimented with this probably 20 end of 2019 or something like that. And because I was still editing my content and I was still doing editing work. I just didn't want to add the workflow because the way I enjoy podcasts is conversational style. I don't necessarily always want it to be so structured, which I can, but I feel like the YouTube channel is so much of that already. I like the conversational style because I feel like I'm meeting the person who's talking to me. Right. We got, we can, like it's been, it's been several times in this one where I'm just like, I want to go down that rabbit hole. I want to go to versus like, Oh man, we pressed some time, but I would really love to talk about that, but it's going to be probably another year. It's always usually like before a guest comes back on, it's usually like a year unless something happens specifically why that person comes back. You know what I'm saying? Like guests don't come back to a podcast. So it's like, it's literally a year before you hear that person again. So why not? You know, so. You know, it's funny you say that. I was in the interview this week and the interview was going fantastic and the vibe was energy. And then all of a sudden the host is like, okay, uh, we got to go. And I'm like, man, we don't pay for the time. (laughs) Yeah. We got to go nowhere. Like if you, if your audience is getting value, I'm going to say something controversial AF, write this down, log it. Matter of fact, Donna, I'm going to make sure it's short so you can clip it and put it on your social media. I'm going to start from right now. Here we go. Clip this part. I'm going to say something controversial. People stop it with your structured shows. If the conversation is good and the conversation is moving and you've told your guests ahead of time, we might run long. Let the audience keep getting their value and stop doing this. My show is 45 minutes. My show is 60 minutes. You cannot put containers on good, valuable information as a giver. 
you got to keep giving. And if the people are vibing, let the people vibe. Please stop with the, this show is exactly 58 minutes. Ain't TV. We don't mm-hmm. have that. Let it flow, Elsa. 100%. I, and because of and it's the, so, so much of analytics, and I know this is going to come up. So much of YouTube analytics is a thing. And because like, even I talked about this uh, on a recent live stream where I'm hesitant or was hesitant to put this on the main channel because so much of that, and especially taking that from like a hybrid where you may see some vlogs or content that's not necessarily the main reason why you subscribed or what have you. So if you vibe with me, then you'll enjoy that content versus that, that may be YouTube training specific content, content creation specific content, stuff about cameras and tech and all the like. So I'm like, okay, I want to take that and put that as the primary focus content. So you have that, that literal vein of content. If you just only need that, boom, it's there. But I, and I think because so much of what's been taught of what traditionally has worked for YouTube channels, that is going to screw a lot of people up. And it's for the reason I don't want to be beholden to one, the fact that it's going to be so different than the regular structured videos. And when you are in the place of having a problem, I always talked about this, literally talked about this in the last episode, person problem pain point, the pastor framework from Ray Edwards, you're coming with the intent for a problem. Yeah. You don't want an hour and a half, two hour long show to try to find the two minute segment of the, what you needed. It makes sense to make that two minute segment into a two minute video specifically for that pain point. So that people get the relief and they can move on or move on to the next piece. But for podcasts, I'm like, I thought about it even after the live stream. I'm like, I'm going to put it on its own channel because I want it to breathe. I want it to live how I want my shows to be done. It may be a 10 minute episode. It may be a 20 or 30 minute episode. It may be an hour. And I didn't used to always have the gear fix in there. That's relatively new to the show. So I'm, you know, talking, it may not always be up like tip one, two, three, I'm just having conversation around that thing. And people are going to be so beholden and used to looking at analytics. They're going to misjudge what should be and should not be in their video podcast content. Correct. And they're going to, I think, hurt it in some respects for the overall value. Cause here's the thing. People like VHS tapes and this, if you don't, for the age demographic, for the show depends. Most people are old enough. You understood the value of the plea of the please be kind and rewind. So you could restart the show at the beginning, but you also understood the value of, even if somebody wanted to watch a different movie, it wasn't like DVDs. You wouldn't, you weren't too much mad about somebody taking a VHS out of the player. Because when you got back in the living room, when you got the control back of the remote, you could literally pick that episode and that show back up from where you left off at. And podcasts yep. are very much so like that in that same way you pick up from where you left off at. So it's not that big of a deal. You know what I'm saying? So I think so a funny. lot of people are <laughs> to pay attention to that analytics and get about hit. All kind of crazy stuff. Cause even, even like, you know, when you're doing back to back content, right? Mm-hmm. We went as far as I'm not alone. I'm sure everybody had one um, because you didn't want to get taxed for that dollar. We had the little $15 rewinder. So I'll pull it out, mm. put it in the machine and click it down. It's rewinding, but I'm already on to the next piece. So in your binge watching, right, you got mm. like 
say the Lord of the Rings trilogy or whatever. Uh, when he got the first one out, you slapped it in the machine, you closed it, let it spin up. You just start watching the next one. So, I mean, to both points, the ability to come back to where you are, but it was, it was just a way of making sure that, you know, you were sort of doing the right thing. So mm. the people like to put questions in that kind of don't matter. Will podcast, you know, pass regular, um, I'm going to say, no, maybe who knows, who cares? doesn't matter. That is irrelevant to put on your face. What you really want to do is get your content out there and find out. You don't want to find out when it's too late, when another person who you think you know more than is already sitting 2 million deep on a brand deal. And you're going, that could have been me. I know mm -hmm. more about him than blah, blah, blah. Remember that, that biggie joint on life or death. Uh, my stuff is more John plays than that. How come he get to be all that? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Don't be that person. So just put it out there because I will tell you this. Everyone says, oh, but video is so much better and, you know, this, this and that. But then people say, but podcasts are dope for the car because I don't have to watch. Two things I picked up this week in my pay attention to the world. Mm -hmm. Looking for a new EV, right? My EV, Melissa's almost up looking for a new EV. What I really want from BMW is not going to be ready. So I might get something different for, you know, that two, three year period till everything is basically electrified. Mm -hmm. All the new stuff that's coming out, the dashboard go like that. Like it's just scream for days. Yeah. Right. So that's one thing about video podcasts is it will do stuff with that screen. No, we do not want you to look at it while you're driving, but it turns out all of the new cars come with some automation. Don't hit yeah. nothing automation. Yeah. So trust me, they're going to put that stuff on the dash. Number the voice one. automated nope. stuff to that point. I'm going to interject to that point. Somebody told me because when I first got the, let me mute her. I don't understand. When I got the Alexa and I was talking about all the different things, one of the first like stories I did, I was like, Alexa, play the video simplified podcast. Playing the video simplified podcast with Diana Gladden. On comes the most velvety voice you've ever heard. But <laughs> the fact that some, like I was told, like, did you know that you can have the Alexa in the car or whatever? And just, and I'm like, say what again? Because that's honestly better than I Siri. And, com and contends up there with the uh, Google Assistant. And I'm like, so Alexa is amazing. So the fact that you're going to be able to have all of those same things in your car, the, the fact that video makes sense, it, if you parked, you're waiting for your food to come out. You're waiting yep. for somebody to get off work. Like it's plenty of stuff where we're sitting in the car for longer periods of time or whatever. And yeah, you don't necessarily want to be watching you know, 4K screen while you're driving, but the car's kind of starting to drive themselves now. So you may be able to wing that's it in certain I mean. scenarios. The automation, the automation is going to stop you from hitting stuff. So that's one side of it. But, you know, you're going to do the glance, whether you like it or not. Even if you're listening, when they get to something good, you glance over because I got uh, uh, what you call it, car play. So I, I glance over to hit the rewind button to get back to that part again. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so hopefully, uh, Amazon, if you're if you're listening, Mr. Jesse, let me change bucks. her name. Oh yeah, let me change her name because I want to call her Alize. I'm just. Saying. I officially had my moment today. The uh, the SNL skit where they call oh, it Alexa Black Theory. No, no, no. The SNL skit where uh, it was like Alexa for seniors. And oh yes, it's like Allegra. Yes. So Allegra, yo, that literally is so good. today I was sitting, <laughs> I'm sitting there, and I'm like Alexis, 
and then saw it light up and it's like, shit, that ain't my name. She ain't talking to me. Yo, <laughs> and I'm like, that oh, is super funny. Uh, I'm like, that yeah. Is so funny. You need but to be able the, to change the name. The the main thing is that people like this is going to happen and it is probably going to be good. And we're telling you this now, just like we told you, don't wait to buy ZVE 10s because they all gonna be out of stock. <laughs> now people just trying to buy ZVE 10s. Um, it is going to happen. And whether it passes or not, doesn't matter. But you all have a friend that doesn't really watch TV. So why not be ready for both? Right. Mm. The the video stuff will easily translate to audio. And then you get more people on your video side by telling them, hey, we're showing examples that you really need to see. So come over here. You know right. what I mean? And right. if you don't want to be on camera, you can just have graphics. You could have things that go along to the story mm. up there. It could be B-roll. Like, it can be a lot. I can tell you right now, somebody can go to Storyblocks, 100 bucks or 100 whatever, bucks. and uh, put together a, like, you know, 14-minute B-roll clip, right? Play mm -hmm. a nice little piece of classical music, and they'd be like, let me read you a story. A public domain story. Let's call it Hansel and Gretel, right? You can go to a website right now and look up public domain stories. And then you can come here and read said public domain stories with a nice little backdrop picture and whatever. And I know this because my homie just put up a 10-hour fireplace video. It's been up for like a month and it's already you got like 3,000 views. Yeah, you log gets me every year. He, he said he was going to copy my back, you know, over here because I have my fireplaces running. And that's literally just a Yule log that I just keep it running because it looks good in my office. Mm -hmm. I live in Hawaii. I'm not going to use a fireplace, people. It'd be freaking hot, <laughs> but it looks dope in my office. So I just have my old 2009 iMac running that video for, I don't know, about six months now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, my man just put this thing up like not even a week ago, and he already has over 3,000 views on it because there are people that working in a place where they don't want to be lonely. Um, before you called, I got Lo-Fi Girl right here on this phone yep. into the Roadcaster Pro popping beats in my ear while I'm getting that work on. Mm -hmm. And then some person who can't touch the ground in the swing says, hey, man, you want to record a podcast? See, we was doing all right. We was doing all <laughs> yeah. right. Don't, don't edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> his name Josh. Josh, don't no, edit that Judd. <laughs> oh, man. See how I messed up his name. Now he's going to edit it out. Throw one of them, uh, them uh, Instagram filters on there or TikTok filters. Put some makeup on Doc and just leave it like that the whole time. The whole way through. The whole, whole way through. <laughs> Hey, come on. Aloha. I'm Doc Rock. And I'm wearing Dude, lipstick. That new one, the new one that says it's like the catfish filter and it shows your face all squeezed up and then mm -hmm. you slide out and it shows you looking normal. That's both dumb and funny. Like some things are just funny and I just got to laugh at them. But yeah. Hey, that'd be good. So final verdict for those creators, because we, we've mentioned quite a bit about creators that are large, medium, brand deals, stuff like that. For the average Joe Schmo creator, is it worth it to them to turn on the video and start a podcast if they don't have one or if they're already a content creator, add this to the repertoire? 
your thoughts? I, I think in a way, yes. Because even if you only get like 10, 15 listeners, one thing podcasting will do for you is allow you to be just a better speaker and a better speaker extemporaneously anyway. Right. I told you yes. I had the vocabulary podcast. Um, <laughs> when you're at work, when you're doing your Zoom meetings and stuff like mm -hmm. that, you know, what every person listening to this right now, what every person listening to this right now cannot stand. Uh, Bob, can you go over uh, the February report for right now? Okay, uh, February 2022, uh, our trucking income is up by 20%, but due to rising gas costs and delay from some of our suppliers, there will be, uh, yeah, done. Like, Terrible. Everybody, everybody in the Zoom line. Terrible. So, if you were the podcaster... And they be like, Bob, can you go over there? Yeah, man, it turns out February 2022, our numbers are up in the trucking. But due to some supply constraints and things like that, we are going to see a little dip. No worry. Don't panic. We do have these under controls. We are putting in mitigating situations in order to alleviate this problem. So, yeah, I think it's going to overall be a good month. And I'll see you next month at the report. And they be I like, thanks, Bob. for a thanks. meeting to go that well when I worked at the bank. <laughs> I, that's why I stopped going to them. This could have been an email. And then somebody made the comment, but you don't read the emails. I mean, it could have been a post-it note then. So <laughs> the reason why I don't read the emails is because you ain't learned how to write. So, I mean, so again, if you were the blogger, people read your emails because you know how to write. If you are the person that has to give these reports and you're a podcaster or a YouTuber, some other creator where you're forced to talk extemporaneously, you sound good. So yep. what I literally just did, just playing around, I gave a piece of bad news in the monthly meeting with the enthusiasm to say, boss, don't sweat it. We still got it, though. I don't yep. know if you caught that. Right. I literally gave bad news. Like our shipping is delayed because of supply constraints. But I bought that big dock energy and they're like, oh, wait, he just told us we, so lost like, we just lost it's 40 so grand. And why am I feeling good about it? You know, so that's the dude you want to be. And it's interesting. I had a supervisor that when I worked at the bank was going through um, they had brought in some company to teach them how to do public speaking or whatever. Okay, well, at that time now, I'm two years, I think, solid into maybe pushing two going on three or something at the time. Content creation, like I'm doing a video a week, and this is coming after doing multiple videos, 30-day challenges that my business coach put me through. And I did, the, like, th did that like three times. And so now he's like, well, he's talking about how you had to stand there, they're recording them and they would go through that presentation that they would have to give like five minute presentations, then 10 minutes and on and on. What are the things that they did? Not necessarily wrong, but wrong. And then what are things they can do and improve on these? Like I have my hand in my pockets or you kind of fidgeting and shifting and blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm just sitting there like, yep. And he's like, you probably don't have to go to one of those or anything, do you? I was like, nope. He's like, well, how did you get good at speaking i said i'd literally do the equivalent of a presentation every week on youtube for a youtube video at the time i was teaching and co-leading the teen church which means i had to prepare my talk prepare my assets and i'm working with teens you better bring it 
or you're going to get ignored <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? Like they're going to play you. Ball in the back of the yeah, neck, like, oh, man, <laughs> please. I'm like, I, I, so, you know, I'm not having it. And so I'm like, yeah. okay, well, like, so, and, and it was very comforting, but it's also like, quote unquote, bad. And one of the young ladies, the, I guess you could say it was problematic for other teen church leaders. And she would say, Miss Diana, she came with me, she said, Miss Diana, I don't listen to none of the rest of them, but I listen to you. And I'm like, well, ain't supposed to say that, but thanks. You know, but, but I noticed like, I didn't have the same issues that others would have even out of the guys or oh. whatever. You know, you obviously got snacks and stuff. That's only going to hold them for so long. Sometimes the cool teacher wasn't the cool teacher. They were yeah. the most prepared and cared the most. You know, they might have been the hardest on homework or whatever, whatever. But you could tell they cared and you could tell they took some time to do they, they lessons. Exactly. So you was more engaged. It didn't have to be, oh, they let you slide and chew gum and, you know, like drink sodas in class and nothing like that. It wasn't always the case. Yeah. And it's like, and that was the thing. It's like, so we had YouTube videos to watch. You can pull it up on your phone if you want to. You can save it, whatever. You get QR code, pull it up. It was a little bit different because you need to have the QR code app. It used to be. Now you don't anymore. But it's like that stuff to fill out or it's a game. So, like it was some combination of all of that uh, mixed in with whatever verse of like the Bible, scripture stuff that we go in, but to make it more realistic for today and like applicable yeah. For them, like make it make sense um, and then be honest and be like, or this don't make sense to me. Or honestly, this is something I still struggle with. I don't get it. I don't think, you know, it's like, so that's something I have an issue with. So here's where I can say what I've learned, blah, blah, blah. And on and on. I never had no problems with the kids in teen shirts like that. So not comparative to others. And the other thing also, like with this boss that I had at the time, he didn't understand like content is way beyond just a, a, a five minute presentation. I'm doing this every week, yeah. every week I'm producing a video for YouTube and I would still do other dedicated videos that didn't go to the YouTube channel in the Facebook group. Um, I'm doing introducing lives. And so I'm like, I'm doing presentations and that's why most people don't, don't get like I'm introverted or whatever. They're like, well, you got extrovert. No, I'm just growing the muscle so that I can deal with being, and learning to be more holistic and I'm trying to be straight down the middle, not too skewed to the left, not too skewed to the right, just straight down the middle. That's the goal. Yep. I always and not say, to lean into in the gray. Yeah. Living the gray as much as possible. It's funny. I'm wearing this jacket today. Living the gray <laughs> as much as possible because again, we're just hard to binary on stuff that you kind of shouldn't be binary about. Yeah. Everyone thinks I'm an extrovert. No, I'm an ambivert. I can go either way. Right. Like yep. when I got to do my work, I can do my work. Most of the time I want to be at home by myself. Don't nobody say a word. I am busy watching something by Marvel or Star Wars. <laughs> That's what it is. Shout out to Storm. You know, but, you know, I just. hundred bucks. hundred bucks. X-Men, Marvel Studios, hundred bucks. <laughs> Hundred bucks. Hey, That's I get funny. why. I'm going to clip that. My brother-in-law Jesse works for Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. He's uh, he runs props and sets. I'm gonna like Jesse, yours, hundred bucks. Make that check payable too. All right, you know. So, but it, it was funny because he was talking about all these different things that he was challenged with, and I get it. Teach your own, go through your own path, whatever. But waiting to develop a skill once the company says it's like a requirement or whatever. And you can see like actively trying the different leadership skills or stuff. And I'm reading, I got John Maxwell all over. I got, you know, Nightingale Conant material all over. 
you know, I had the audio at the time. I was like, like Strangest Secret on repeat, 10X Rule by Grant Cardone on repeat, like actively instituting those things, not just at my job, but also in my personal life and the things that I felt were important, purposeful work. So it's like if we look at presentations, well over a thousand, if not into the thousands from YouTube videos, let's not talk about uh, just real life presentations or just like, you know, literally a presentation every day. So the fact that, you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't need to go to no presentation training. I'm doing them already every single week. I am, I am the presentation. I am the presentation. <laughs> I am it's, just, presentation. it's unfortunate that many, many people wait until if you're waiting until something is proven before you try to learn it, it's already too late. And the cost of learning is going to be more. And mm-hmm. I remember telling people this all the way back, you know, when websites first started coming out being a thing and just regular people started building, you know, the angel fires and geocities of the world. I was like, yo, this, this angel fire geocities, like press a button type thing is mm-hmm. short lived. You better learn how to code or learn how to work a WYSIWYG editor like Dreamweaver. There's some folks that listen and have long-standing careers as front-end developers, and there's others that still going, man, I still got to work on this website, and I need somebody to do it for me. I was like, man, we both picked up those HTML books at Barnes & Noble the same, same day. We was there. I've built thousands of websites, you know, and then they still be the one. Like, oh, man, I got this website. I can't even afford it. I was like, man, back in the day when it was easy to just know the basics, you didn't want to do it. Now, here's a funny thing. You didn't have to become a coder, but you're hiring the person that you're trying to hire right now would go better because you understand them. And the mm-hmm. reason why you're here right now is the last person sucked at you and took your money. Yeah. But had you taken the time to learn it when you didn't know if the web was going to be a thing, you wouldn't be in this boat. Yeah. See, it's the same way I find with hiring people that either have creator skills or made cre- content creation at some point. Like they did content creation. That to me, and I can honestly foresee the bigger I grow this company, the bigger I grow the team, it's more or less going to be comprised of people that understand content creation or or have done it or are doing it for themselves already. Because even like going through interviews for the stuff, like people make this, and it I know pisses off some people specifically with wanting to hire an editor first and they get in with you. You know, nothing about nothing. They just point to a video and say, I want it to look like that. Don't know nothing about the raw files of what goes into the actual recording, the presentation and preparation of it all. Um, the stuff that I teach when it comes to the NLQ, you don't know how they doing that or next logical question for those that haven't watched video. Um, also going into things like seed and lead method, all this other concepts and stuff that I teach. Smile and hope. Everybody got their head down. It's like, and thanks for watching. To, like, how are we supposed to transition with the head? Like, you know, Dude, what I've been you doing this for years and I find myself <laughs> getting to the end of the sentence and letting the volume drop a little bit. So I spend mm. a heck of a lot of time fixing curves. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, please stop that. Now, luckily, Alphonic covers a large portion of that. But yeah, help, even yeah. with the smiling hole method, which, you know, I think most of us in broadcast, we know mm-hmm. it's funny. Like I catch myself all the time making crazy mistakes that require me to do extra work. <laughs> so, hey, don't feel bad. We all do it. Yeah, but you get better by consistently doing it. 100%. You have That's to. the difference. There, so there's many, no shortcut. 
Yeah. So many of you guys that came from media, traditional media landscapes already knew that stuff. And it's funny because I'll see those like comments specifically. Oh, I remember I worked at the news station. Oh, I remember I did. You learn that in that craft. Now, entrepreneurs, people that are just getting into content creation, um, no matter what their interest is, is around, they're getting into the content creation space, now have to learn these different things. So I understand like where, especially talking about like we've been going for a long time, like close to two hours right now. But at the same time, there are certain things that we've done, whether that's the proximity effect, even for certain examples, if you want to say, hi, my name is Dog Like when you would go when we're doing a live stream, like you play the boom, boom, boom for the airplanes and all of that, like put your mouth close to the mic to get the proximity effect. There are things that we're doing. It feels like subconsciously, but also consciously to make sure there's no hard plosives. Nobody's just like pow, pow in your ear yeah. with the audio. I was listening to somebody today that was heavy plosives and I was like, yo, fam, you and you're bothering me and I want to hear what you gotta say. But on the little uh somebody saw Mary like baseball that Apple made, them plosives hurt. Mm. Something about Mary. That's what the name of the movie is. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I love my baseball speaker. It sounds fantastic until you be the plosives. Be like, People, I'm like, don't do still that. can't even get it on. Can't can't even you know, do it. I we can't, didn't pick I can't the do it on purpose. Right, right. Well, I've been trained not to do it, so I can't do it when I'm trying to do it. So, or yeah. if people were paying attention, you've like said something really loud, like uh, just in normal conversations. I've laughed. We've had various moments in the audio video quality where you should have heard it get distorted or you traditionally would have heard it get yeah, distorted, yeah. but you didn't. We so got muscle thing- memory to know to lean back a second before you right. go in. Right. Right. Uh, right. Uh, you know, the best one I try to explain this, and I try to teach people about proximity effect. Watch, watch a girl, ex Tina. Yo, when she get down there and she was like, cause you're beautiful. Never single. <laughs> like she, 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 she did the finger tapping yep. and she's adjusting her volume. Cause when she hits that beautiful in the middle, yo, that joint is loud, mm. but she's not killing you. Cause you wanted to be soft. And so she fades it out just by moving her arm and mm-hmm. she does it probably better than anybody. Her and uh, the little one, uh, little one, big name, Ariana. A little one, big like, name. Wow. Hey, yo, wow. that kid Wow. That little kid one, big can- name belt oh my goodness watch her really really sing stop clowning you know everything people say or whatever just listen to her say yo she is amazing and such mm-hmm. good voice control that's my technique fam that's no different than what we do here i think if people play their cards right and they want to get into this video podcast game that honestly will make you such a better content creator Get 50 episodes into your show. Into it, like it could be 20 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you're going to do. The fact that you now add on that bit of, first of all, I can tell you from a micro content standpoint, go to masteringmicro.live. You can, you can get a lot, like how many clips, how many pieces, we could be dishing this out for the next six months. One piece of content. And there's multiple pieces of content hitting every week across multiple platforms. So like you're going to become such a better content creator. You're going to become such a better editor, become such a, a better orator. 
a better note taker and organizer, tremendous, like ton of other stuff. Like you'll become so much better than you really realize if you play your cards right. So I think, and it boils down to it, video podcast is going to be a thing. I think it's going to be a huge thing. And I think it's going to be even bigger for the creators because maybe the podcast doesn't explode, but that has nothing to say with the regular stuff that you create and content around that can be life-changing for you. Doc, so pumped to have you on the show, man. So, so glad you're here. Fire. Fire. I just can't wait to see what you do with this. And, And you always bring just so many good things. It's kind of funny. I'm just like, where does she get all these ideas from? And <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to start smoking that. Smoking that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, this is gonna be fire. Fam, thank you so much for allowing me to be on and just you know, you keep doing you because you know what you you know what you do really, really well. You listen to folks and you ask the right questions. And that's something that I've been working on teaching my people too, is you know how to ask the right questions. And so if I can give, if you decide to get in a podcasting game and you do interviews, uh, do yourself a favor. Never ask the most question. Don't ask the most and don't ask the worst. I watched somebody do it yesterday and I peeled my skin. What was the most important thing you, man, you can't do that to folks. <laughs> You're about to get them hurt while they got to try to qualify, you know, a level of something. Don't do that. It requires too much thinking and you can get people stuck. So mm. that's my tip. Love it. Doc, where can people find out more about you? You can find me all over the internet at D-O-C-R-O-C-K or somewhere causing trouble to you, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> right. And my YouTube channel and, of course, at Ecamm. So that's where I tend to be. Facts. And we will list that all in the description as well as on the site. Brother, thank you so much for being here. It's been a plum-pleasing pleasure to have you here and just really, really dive deep into this conversation. I'm so pumped to have you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome.